you're about to listen to the profound word of God, ministered by Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. Without a doubt, this will be a life-transforming experience as you acquaint yourself with the word of God and develop a rich and rewarding relationship with Him. This message will certainly shape your life, fulfill your dreams, and guarantee your success. Let's pray. Father, we want to go into your word. And we believe this afternoon that our lives will be shaped. Our dreams will be fulfilled and success will be guaranteed. Preach your word. Teach your word. And God, I don't want a replicate of the first service. If that's not what you want to do, I want a fresh word that will meet the needs of those who are in this service. And to you we give glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, after the month of change, I just decided what am I going to do? Uh, yeah, that's nice seeing you in church. Uh, uh, and, and, and God laid this on my heart. This is a month of relationship. Relationship. Now, before you don't come to church, you guys, they're, they're developing me so that I can get married. No, this is not what I want to do. I'm talking about applying the change of resilience, release, and repentance into our everyday life. How do we apply it? And while I was thinking about doing relationships and marriage and, and, and investing in people's life so that their lives can be pleasing unto God, God said you need to go back to the genesis of what can make relationships and the lives of people work. And so I'm going to start from that and start to build it up. So this afternoon, I want to talk on what I call trusting your value. Trusting your value. Trusting your value. Tap someone beside you. Say, yo, 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 yo. Do you trust your value? No, 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 no. Look at them again and say, do you even have values? Now get an answer from them. Ask them. Tap them. Say, what's your value? The book of Isaiah chapter 49 verse 15 to 16 says, And the Lord answered, Can a woman forget her nursing child? What she should, that she should not have compassion on her son, on the son of her womb. Can a woman forget her nursing child, that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yes! They may forget, and we've seen how many people have forgotten their child, dumped them in a in a bin, uh, have no affinity, have no maternal instincts. We've seen that, but God said, "Yes, they may forget." He says, "Yet I will not forget you." Help someone beside you and say to them, "God will never forget you." Everyone, your point to me and says, God will never forget you. Look at their fingers. Uh, God, you will never forget me. Uh, uh, God, he says, yet I will not forget you. Then verse 16 says, behold, I have indelibly imprinted, tattooed a picture of you on the palm of each of my hands. Not one, but on each of my hands. He says, I have indelibly printed a picture. Another, another verse says, I've printed your face on, my, on the palms of my hands. Your walls are continually 
before me. Before me. Your words are continuing before me. So let, let, me, let me just first get something out of the way. Because your minds, the, the, the minds of these young ones, they think quicker than I can even catch up. Let's talk about tattoos. Mm. Let's talk about that. I know where you're going, so let's talk about it. Can I get a tattoo? Since the Bible says that God has tattooed me on the hand. Hey, tattoos in the Bible then. So can I get a tattoo? Is it a sin to have a tattoo? Because in the book of Leviticus, because your mom and your dad will bring out Leviticus chapter 19 and verse 28. And some parents are going to send me letters. Don't go to that church. Uh, Put it up. He says, your mom will call you, sit you down and say to you, do not cut your bodies for the dead. 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 And do not mark your skin with tattoos. Can you not see that in the Bible? Do not mark your skin with tattoos. I am the Lord. Mm -hmm. Now, let me say this clearly so I can get this out of the way quickly. And go into my message. Many of us, even as Christians, as if you've been a born again Christian since they gave birth to you. We kind of look at people who have tattoos on their body and feel that they're less spiritual than we are. Including Moa. One day I sat down on a train. The guy came in all tattooed up. You understand? And, I, and then bam! He sit beside me. Tattoo and this long hair kind of, you know, stuff. Immediately I thought to myself, <clears throat> Oh God! But... And I was just looking at him and judging in my foolish mind, you understand? And you'll find out how foolish it was. Uh, suddenly, before you could say anything, he sat down. After a while, whoop, put his hands inside his back, whoop, whoop, bought something out. What was it? A Bible. I'm like, you, you have no idea how much I tattooed myself. And then opened the Bible, was reading the Bible, you understand? You, you know, guys like that are very bold. They don't care. And reading the Bible. And there were one or two conversations that went through us, you understand? And immediately I said, how bad is it for us to judge people because of where we're coming? Now, there are two things that could have happened. Maybe he had that tattoo before he became a Christian. Or maybe others do when he was a Christian. I don't know. But we suddenly judge people by their appearance. But pastor, that still doesn't answer the question of the tattoo. Since God says he's tattooed us on his hands. The, New, the Old Testament was what, when God was speaking. We are not under the Old Testament. Because if you read that whole Leviticus chapter 2019. Uh, there's something in there that you will fail. Trust me. Read the whole thing before you judge. Because even when I was growing up, women cannot wear trousers. Mm-hmm. It's a sin. In fact, I saw a message recently on, on Instagram that one woman says that if you wear a trouser, you're going to hell. Lipsticks, you're going to hell. Uh, weave, it comes from the devil, so you're going to... I'm not lying. So, so, so everyone has their interpretation of, of what they call it. However, can I be really honest with you? If you have a tattoo, you are not going to know hell. Neither is God angry with you. Neither is anything going to happen with you. That's nothing is going to happen. However, 
However, if you are, don't have a tattoo and you now say to me, I want to have a tattoo, you've got to ask yourself, what is my motivation for having it? And what exactly am I putting on? Because when you put it on, it's going to be there forever. Even though sometimes there are these laser removers that you also have to go through the same pain to get it off. So it's just like me, you buying a jacket. And they say to you, if you buy this jacket, you're going to wear it for 50 years every single day. Then also, some of us foolishly get tattoos of somebody we're going out with. And then we get the tattoo today, and then tomorrow, immediately after that, tattoo, and you're still in pain, you break up. A tattoo of a face, of a fool that you had, that you now broke up the following day. So, so, so the first question you need to ask yourself is, why am I doing this? Because fashion can change, and you may not want it anymore. Are you following what I'm saying? And then what kind of tattoo are you getting on? Because many of these things that look nice are demonic. Mm-hmm. You hearing me? Number two, I think people get tattoo because they feel in some way it makes them more attractive and they want to use it to impress people. That is not godly. Because if you want to use it to impress people, you've got to ask yourself, what exactly is going on with me? Is anyone hearing what I'm saying? Because even the money that I'm using to get the tattoo, I can use it to bless someone. So is a tattoo a sin? No. However, you need to be aware of where you're getting it and what you're putting on your body. So if you ask me my opinion, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. What's the point? That's my opinion. If you have it, no problem. But remember, pastor said, one, have you even prayed? God, should I have it? <laughs> this is where I've lost the people upstairs. Did you pray? Secondly, why? What's my motivation for having it? Please don't get it tattoo because you're going out with someone. Don't! Even if you're married, don't! I don't need to get my wife's on my face, on my behind. No, I don't need to get it on my chest. No, I see her every day. Please, because fashion can change. And thirdly, what is your motivation? Do we all understand? Is that a bit clear? Is that a bit clear? If you have any questions, see me after the service. However, but if you have got one before, and it is not light. You feel it's, this image is not the right image. There are two things we can do. One, I would want to pray with you, you understand, to be able to disconnect you from any covenant that that image may not have. And then secondly, if you can uh, laser it out, then that's fine. If not, we cover you with the blood of Jesus, you're fine. Someone says amen. amen. So pastor, why did you say all that? Because of God's tattoo. I want to show you the difference between your tattoo... And God's tattoo. Now, when God decided to tattoo someone on his hands, he says, you know what, Carl, I'm going to put your face on my two palms. He said, he, he, he said Abby, I'm going to put your face on my two, 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 two palms. He said that for three reasons. 
Number one, God has a tattoo on his hand so that he can see you often. He wants to be able to see you every single day. It's not like when people get a tattoo on their arms or on their armpits. Some even get it in the most smelly parts of the anatomy. You understand? No, 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 no. God doesn't want to be sitting on your face. Some of you will get this tomorrow. But God doesn't want to tattoo you where he will be sitting on you every single time and, 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 and passing some, some different issues uh, on your face. God says, you know what? I'm going to, because you are made in my image and according to my likeness, because you are made by the works of my hands, I want to wake up every single morning and when I open my hands, all I want to see is your face. He places every single time. Secondly, God says, God, by God tattooing us on the palm of his hands, he's telling us that we are permanently in his life. Mm. Ah, you are not a part-timer. Once you get God's tattoo and he's tattooed you on his hands, he's saying, when I wake up in the morning and I see you, I must smile at you. And then you're part of my life. You're permanent in my life. That's why the value that you have upon your life is why Jesus died on the cross and he was nailed to the cross and he showed Thomas that this is the imprint of the nails. Thirdly, he says that the Bible says, your walls are continually before me. Now listen to me. When you read that scripture and you go into the, uh, to, into the exegesis of that scripture, you will find out that he was actually saying, your walls are continually before me. At that time, he was speaking about Zion. You could see Zion. The Zion means Jerusalem. The walls of Jerusalem at that particular time was demolished. There were no walls. So how could God say your walls are continually before me when the walls of Jerusalem was already down? What was God saying? God says that your walls is your life. Uh, uh, Somebody's going to get this. Your walls is your life. And I see what is going on in your life. But I, I, God, am not set back by it because I know your Time is coming. Uh, he's saying although the walls on the outside is down. But before me your walls will continually be up. Let me give you an addendum to it. What he's saying is that when you get a tattoo. It reminds you of your past. When you see your tattoo. Oh I got a tattoo in 2005. God says the tattoo on my hands reminds me of your present and what I'm going to do for your future. He's saying that all those things may not work out around you. The tattoo says your walls are still up in my presence. Walls down in the physical, but in my presence, in my plans for your life, the walls are up. The tattoo says you're permanently in my life. The tattoo says that your words, your life, 
cannot be moved by what you see around. Because I so much loved you that I put it on one palm and I put it on another palm that when men thought you are down, I would just clap my hands. When I clap my hands, it will create doors that will open for you. When I clap my hands, it will produce favor. When I clap my hands, I will elevate you. When I clap my hands, I will rebuild your life. When I clap my hands, when things will start to happen, because when men have forgotten you, the tattoo on my hands says you're always there. I will remind myself of your face. I'm going somewhere. I haven't even started my message. So, pastor, how do we really apply these tattoos to our life? This month, I want to talk about the genesis of great relationships. But before we can develop great relationships, we first have to change the image of how we see ourselves and how God sees us and how God values us. Listen to me. God says that I so much value you that I placed your face on my two hands. It is, let me share this with you. It means that God is the only one that has the blueprint of your life. And no one can. And many of you say, hey, how can God do that? Where's my phone? Where's my phone? This is, this is an iPhone Max X, whatever it is. I, I just buy it. I don't know what it is. Uh, uh, so this is a, now, now, what has happened is, uh, let me close it. Can you open my phone? Just open it and tell me what message I've got. You've got muscle now. Open the thing. You can't. You can't. There's a code. Is it asking for a code? It's asking asking for your face. Meaning, because his face, oh God, is not on the phone. It's called face recognition. Mm, uh, Someone's going to get this. Now, as tall as cow stand, come close here. As tall and as big as Carl is to me, he cannot open that phone. He can't open that phone because his face is not on the phone to allow him to open the phone. You're talking about my God who owns a cattle upon a thousand hills. You're telling me that why would God know everybody's face? If the iPhone can recognize your face, how much my God who gave them the knowledge to put face recognition on an iPhone and you say you're not in the palm of God's hands. Nobody can tell you where you're going in life because they don't have the code. All I need to do right now is I just need to And bam, it opens. You know what? It just opens. He says, swipe to unlock. When I swipe, he now, he's tried it so much many times, he can't go into it. But when I open it, and I, so let me first put my code in there first. And let me switch it off. And then let me put it on. And you see, what did he say? Where's the camera? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It says, Unlock. And then when I switch, when I swipe up, uh, something occurs there. I will not, uh, 
The only thing that can unlock that phone is my face recognition. Whether I have a beard or I'm shaven, whether I have hair on today or I don't, it only recognizes some particular features of my face that allows me to unlock the phone. There's a bug there, I understand, because my twin brother can open my phone. <laughs> and I wrote, I wrote to Apple, and Apple said, you need to read your... When you just press agreed. Somewhere in that says that if you are identical twins, you may have to have another level of authentication because you can easily open my phone. But the point is this. The point is my phone cannot be opened even by my wife. It can only be opened by my facial recognition. And God is saying you so much have value that the value I place on you is so much that I need to tattoo you on my own palms. You have so much value with Apple. Because I'm using Apple, don't sue me, uh, Samsung. I just, I just, you've got so much value with Apple that nobody can enter your phone except only you. Which means nobody can dictate how your life goes except you. And if you lack value, nobody can accept and increase your value. Are you following what I'm saying? The genesis, the genesis, the genesis of every great relationship is based on the value you place on yourself. God says, let me first sort, me, sort you out first. He says, I value you so much that I tattooed you on your hand. Why are you worrying? You're my palm. But the question is, if you're ever going to walk into any meaningful relationship, I cannot get my value and my validity or validate myself based on what you say about me. I first have to know that I have value. Because if I don't value myself, I can bring nothing to the table. <laughs> uh, listen to me. The genesis of every relationship is based on the value you place on yourself. But number two, the greatest value you can place on anything is yourself. I am the greatest value of myself. If you value yourself, you will invest in yourself. Because you will only spend money on what you value. You are at your best when you are at yourself. Your originality is your greatest value. If you miss your originality, you become a photocopy. That means, if I take that phone and I have peeled myself off and I've gone from black to white, I will look at that phone and that phone will say, no, face not recognized. Face not recognized. Face not recognized. Maybe I've changed my nose, I've changed my eyes, I've changed my ears, I've now become a Barbie doll. And then I now take the same phone I used to take. The phone will not recognize the Barbie doll. Because the Barbie doll is a re-image of what is not the original. It wants you to go back to your original because your originality is your value to the key to your life. And many 
people sitting down here does not recognize the value that they have and they're oblivious that God so much values you that he tattoos you on your hand. Don't let anyone devalue you. If you don't value yourself, listen to this, then you will always be attracted to people who don't value you either. Oh, I always, I'm so, so unlucky in love. No, you're not. Call it what it is. You're foolish. Your foolishness becomes, and I've been there before, and I was foolish because I didn't place value on myself. I, I, I so much have value now. I'm married, so thank God for that. I'm not in that situation. But even before I got married, I valued myself. I've said this before in church. How, how dare me tell now my wife, but when we were going out, I like you. I've taken you out for three dinners, and you still didn't get the, the message. And now I says I like you. And then while you're eating dinner at Hakkasan Mayfair, you're now telling me I'm praying. You're praying about what? Pray now and get the answer. You're, you're praying about, and then you ask further. So what are you praying about? Uh, you know, I, I love to be honest with you. There are two of you. There is Richard, and I know you are really. Immediately, I will get up and say, the bill, I pay 50%, you pay 50%, I'm out of here. You, 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 you are praying about me and Riri. Do I look like Riri? And number two, I am a jealous boy. Pastor, that's wrong. Eh, eh, eh. I'm going according to my father's image. And my father said in the Bible, he says, I am God. I'm beside me. There is no other God. I am, if you have any other God, he says, I am a jealous God. It is allowed. Do not compare me to Mary. Don't ever try to put both of us on a prayer line. For what? You're putting us on a pageant line to see if, if we fit into your mood. I am too good to have too much value for me to hang around someone that is comparing me. That goes for women also. You, a man cannot be dating two women. You have devalued yourself. Kick the refract to the curb and allow God who tattooed you on his hand to find someone who will value you the way God values you. And I don't know that just gone over some people. He says, I'm a jealous God. I'm jealous. I'm married and I will see one refract walking around my wife. Ah, you will find out that pastor is only for church. Are you serious? With all my investments. Are you serious? You're really serious. Recently I came across something on Instagram. Yesterday. One floozy side chick. Uh, sorry, if you don't hear this normally in church. You may have to find a Baptist uh, academy or something. You hear the real stuff because I ain't going to fake this. This side chick, I don't even like the word side chick. It's placing much credence to stupidity. Uh, but let's just use it. 
went to the house of a married man. She's, she's going out with the man. Unfortunately, met the mad wife. Her bottle shatter. And this was in America. That's why I like America sometimes. I really don't love, love America. Because if you intrude in my property, I can shoot you dead. So the woman came in to see the guy thinking the woman was at work. Hey! Go, go find it. Check it. The woman got a gun. I'm not advertising violence. I'm just saying what I saw. The woman got a gun. Pointed it on her head. Water! Blood came out. Says, you... You're not even afraid to come to my house. In my mouth, from my mouth, I was like, ah! In my mind, I was saying, give her another one. <laughs> and shortly after that, the whack! And her head. She said, phone him now! Phone him now! Some of you are not laughing because you're probably in that category, repent. <laughs> <laughs> because if it's not the woman who will hit you, God mm-hmm. the, uh, the same way he tattooed you, he may tattoo you out the woman whacked her head and said phone him now she phoned him, she couldn't, she said no I'm phoning an Uber she said so, you don't have a car so you came to my house with a Uber she was jealous I will guard my property. And if I can't get you by, you know, don't use gun. I will buy a dog. A Rottweiler. Set it on you. I've told women in church, when you go out with a guy or you marry to a guy, become a Rottweiler. If a woman walks up to the guy and says hello and doesn't say hello to you, you have my permission to deal quickly. In righteousness. She's a side chick. She's the devil. She's sent from Jezebel's brother. What? Your investment is in that boy. If that boy doesn't grow up, tell him to grow up. And if you're not married to him, just say, hit the road, Jack. No more, no more. I don't hate the player, I hate the game. Hate that! Are you serious? Don't know your value. Don't know who you are. I know who I am. That's why she married me. That's why he married me. And besides me, there is no other. If we need to improve, let's improve. Don't go look for what you can find inside. You knocked me up and now I have two children and then I have no value. Are you all right? Before any meaningful relationship can begin or last, you have to recognize your value. I call it the value of me. The greatest battle you will ever have in your life is not to hate you. My greatest battle is not to hate me. That's the reason why social media is a killer. My, I've worked too much on myself 
to devalue myself for some people to make their decision on who I am. I got to value in myself that God didn't say, oh, I've gone to next week. God didn't say, I value you based on what people like. I tattooed you even before you were born. You've got so much value. Shout it loud. Say, I have value. Many people, they hate themselves, therefore they stop investing in themselves. They stop investing in their dreams. And many people are no more invested in their dreams, but they're investing in someone else's dream. How do I know? Maybe you should check what you're wearing. Check the label. Because what you're wearing is investing in someone else's value. The value of, of Topshop depends on how many people bought their merchandise. Which are part of them. When they value Topshop and give dividends to other people, you have just increased their value. What you're wearing now, what I'm wearing, I don't know what it's called, but what I'm wearing now has increased someone else's value. And here you are, sitting down, crying every day, and say you're depressed. Don't stay depressed too long. It can come, but let it go. Because while you're depressed, some people are making money. You know the day I stopped getting palpitations for any football club is when I found out that they don't value me. If you value me, you will win. How dare you? I came here to pray for you on Wednesday and I got out and you lost. Why would I kill myself? And I'll go down there to death down the road, pay 60 pounds or something like that, and you'll play nonsense. Do you know how much I'm paying you? No. So let me invest in myself so that other people will come and watch me succeed or mess up. And you will say, Do you know you are paying people to mess up? <laughs> let me close by saying this. We're way out of time. Let me close by saying this. I've got three things I'm going to give you one. Just one. So you come back next Sunday. <laughs> I want to teach you on what you should avoid basing the assessment of your value upon. What you should avoid. Number one, never base your value on your problems or mistakes. Value is not measured by your mistakes, but how you dealt with the mistakes. Ruth became more valuable because of Naomi's mistakes. Actually, Naomi became more valuable after her mistakes than before her mistakes. Because it was after her mistakes that she introduced Ruth to Boaz and the children of Israel gathered around and said to Naomi, you are a mother worth more than seven sons. You've got you to get this. The genuine value of your life is not based, of, not based on what you went through than why you went through it. I, 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 somebody didn't get this. The purity of gold is not based on the fire. It is based on the gold that went through the fire. 
The fire is an instrument to increase my value. Mm. So if I don't go through the fire, my value and my purity will not go up. So because I'm going through a fire right now, doesn't mean that my value is less. Because while I'm in the fire, I'm being refined. Because somebody dropped me yesterday and said, you no more feature in my life. Doesn't mean my value has reduced. It means God has something better prepared for me. And I've just learned why I went through that problem. Going through doesn't have value. The other side is where there's value. I miss somebody. I'm going to share this with someone. Do you know that Joseph had no value when he, before he went into prison? When Joseph was in prison, before he went to, he was Potiphar's servant. The prison was not his value. It is him going through the vision, the, the prison that gave him value. Listen to me. The prisoner was there. Potiphar's wife threw him into prison. While he was in prison, everybody else would say he has no value. Prisoners don't have value. It looks like they don't have value. It looks like they don't have value. But you don't recognize that their value is not based on where they are. Their value is based on what that thing has created on the inside of them for where they're going. And so if Joseph was not thrown into prison, and if at the time that the bottler was able to say to Joseph, thank you for interpreting my dream, when I get to the palace with Pharaoh, he said to jo- Joseph said to him, please remember me. Now if the man had remembered Joseph immediately that he came out of prison, Joseph would have come out as a slave. But he had to stay there another two years. And while he was in prison, it looks like the man had no value. No. There was value that was being created by the fire. And when Potiphar, when no, when Pharaoh had the dream, the man said to him, Yeah, I remember my sins this day. There was this man that was in prison that interpreted my dream. They said, go bring the man out. When the man came out, he came out as a prime minister, not as a prisoner. And so what I'm going through does not determine who I am. I'm going through it because I have value. In fact, sometimes I have to go through the prison because if I don't go through the prison, I won't have an increase in value. And you know the church? The church, we determine someone's value based on what they're going through. Look at her. Look at him. Nothing is happening in their life. You have no idea that they're going to come out on top more than you because God wants to place greater value on what they are. Oh, you see, they're divorced. It is what they're going through. Sometimes, if you're going to go from one mountain to another mountain, you have to go through a valley. Never give up because of what you're going through. Your problems do not define who you are. It is a source or a resource to increase your value. That job you're doing is not where you're defined. It is while I'm flipping burger that I can make the connection that would take me to the next level. Because McDonald's is not owned by the original owner. It was owned by someone who came to flip burgers. And while he was flipping burger, he was saying, hey, but there's a different method. There's a different way we can do it. There's a different way we can do it. And while he said there's a different way we can do it, they said, you go start another franchise. And let's see how successful. He bought them out. Go, go watch the film. 
The fact that I'm not where I want to be doesn't mean that where I'm going through is not adding value to where I am. Oh, you didn't understand what I said. The church I went to added value to me. So I do not castrate the church. I do not criticize them. Because if I hadn't gone through that, I would not be where I am right now. Oh, you just missed me. How many people have been in a relationship and you're now married and you say, thank God I didn't marry that person. Because although that person left me alone, my wife just lifted up her hands because she's been there before. Several years of going out with someone and you will now say, there's nothing to write home about it. No, God kept you there for where he was about to take you to. Ah, and though it may not look right right now, but God is forming something on the inside of you. Why do you know that, Pastor? Because every morning God wakes up. He sees your face eye recognition in his hands and he hasn't forgotten you. The walls on your life may be down on the outside, but in God's face, you are standing up tall because he's walking something out for you. Value yourself. Value. Have value. Philippians 4.13 says, Whatever I have, wherever I am, I can make it through anything in the one who makes me who I am. Experience is the name we give to our mistakes. Experience is just the name we give to our mistakes. No man ever becomes great or good except through many and great mistakes. The path to all great things passes through failure. Don't trade your future for your past. Don't alter yourself based on your circumstances. Don't compromise. Don't sell out. I'm not going to sell out because of you. I will not compromise because of you. Because for any great relationships to be formed, we have to be able to forgive our mistakes and don't let them define our relationships or define who exactly we are. We will make mistakes. My wife and I, we make mistakes. But the mistakes don't define us. We have to. We went through tough times. It is, it's what we went through is not our mistakes. We, the mistakes are if we don't go through it. I may go through fire. I may miss the road. But God says, I will go before you and make the crooked path straight. I may not know what I'm doing. I may, I may, I may, I, I may make some serious and bad mistakes. But he says that even when you go through the valley of the shadow of death, I will be with you. I will be your, my, your rod. I will be your staff. I will comfort you. Never give up. You have a lot of value. Stop selling yourself cheap. Let me give you a slight synopsis of next Sunday. Stop selling yourself cheap. Do you know it is in times, uh, business times, Quote 2016, quote, quote, so they can't sue me. I read it. 2018. Bobby will allegedly, as what I read, the word allegedly, uh, is Jessica in church, am I right to use that word? Allegedly, it was said in business times that Bobby would rather burn their products that don't sell than put it on sale. In 2018, 2016, I don't know which is the real date, go check it out. They bought worth 28 million of merchandise. You know what they're saying to you? We have so much value that we will not devalue ourselves because of our mistakes. 
I have never seen a Louis Vuitton bag go on sale. The ones you are buying is not original. <laughs> I have never, because I tried it. I wanted to buy something for my wife. I said, let me wait till, 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 till July. I walked into uh, Harrods and I said, ah, there's no sales, there's no sales. And you, you know, so, some of us are so foolish, you understand? Because we're not used to that kind of thing. You now walk up to someone there and you say, when do you go on sales? The person just looked at me. See, we don't go on sales. The disgust in which he answered me. Say, we don't go on sales. I said, this is the kind of product I like to buy. I'm just asking because I just don't want to buy something and then I'll find it. So I walked out. They don't go on sales. There's so much value that put on that they would rather burn it than put it on sale. Chanel prices always goes up. Am I right? It go, the bag you bought in 2040, try. It goes up. You know why there's value? Because you're buying. And here you are, you, you, that has more value than the bag you're carrying. Oh God, oh God. You have more value than the bag you're carrying. You devalue yourself. You put yourself, I'm on sale. Buy two for one, for price of one. That's what we do with our lives. We take a job that we don't fit in. We go out with someone that does not even measure up to our lives. You spend time in school, educated yourself. And one guy with his trousers to, 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 to the bottom of himself is talking to you. You know when you place yourself in a book, oh God, oh man, just miss somebody right now. Can I say this to some ladies? Nobody has come to talk to me it's because you have value. Nobody, if, they, if any boy, boy can talk to you anyhow, you have no value. When you place yourself in the value and they see what you're driving, uh, mama said I shouldn't buy a good car. Let them see you buying a good car. It, it takes away the refresh. Those who are confident enough and have value may not be driving your car, but what is driving them is on the inside of them. Don't devalue yourself. Guys, as the ladies are clapping, let me also talk to you. Don't marry a liability. Let's bow our heads and pray. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. You've been listening to Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. We hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, visit us at www.worshiptabernacle.org.uk Alternatively, call us on 020-7435-3939 You can find us at the Citadel, Worship Tabernacle, 131 St. John's Way, N19 3RQ, Archway, London. Thank you for listening.